This is Face the Music, an ELO song-by-song podcast, episode 115, Letter from Spain. Letter from Spain is the eighth track on the 1983 vinyl release of Secret Messages, ninth song on the cassette and CD release, fourth track on side two of the record and tape. In the liner notes for the 2001 Secret Messages remaster, Jeff wrote, This was originally Letter from France, but I thought Letter from Spain would be less controversial. In July 2017, John Vanderkees wrote, A solo track featuring all vocals and instruments by Lynn. This was another reversion to ambient seasonal sounds, reminiscent of much of Brian Wilson's early 1970s output with the Beach Boys and of the Style Council's Long Hot Summer. It starts softly and continues in the vein throughout, but fails to go anywhere. It was used in commercials for the 1992 Barcelona Olympic Games, sampled in 2010 by Chuck Person for the song Untitled B7. It was parodied in 1988 by the Loons Till Death as Letter to Dave. Mail's in. It's a letter from Spain. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Jeff Lynn has got a letter from Spain. It's a letter. A letter. A letter. (laughs) A letter. Letter. From Spain. Spain. It's got a good vocal line. And he hits a couple notes on the keyboard. And the lyrics are terrible, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No P.S., no nothing. Shouldn't have even mailed the letter. I know he'd wanted it to be a French letter at first, but... (laughs) Yeah, which I did not pick up on at all. I guess I'm just too American. When I read the liner notes for Secret Messages Remaster, which came out, I guess, 2001... I thought, well, when he said it was too controversial, I just thought, yeah, I, I guess the French bashing thing has been going on for a long time. And in 2001, it had really picked up when all the nonsense about freedom fries and all that crap here in America. So I just I just thought that, well, that must be it. Yeah, he doesn't want a letter from a cheese-eating surrender monkey. <laughs> that's Remember, that's get the right Eric when you write the complaints. Winsensen. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Um, So it wasn't until going through the song facts a couple days ago that I found out it's 
a, a British word for a smitten mitten, a dinger, franger, johnny bag, love glove, raincoat, wrapper for your whopper. A jimmy hat. A jimmy hat, yes. In boring terms, it's, it's a condom. So I can see why he changed it from letter from France. Also, if it was letter from France, it never would have been used for the uh, Olympics in 1992 that were in Barcelona. And I remember when I was watching TV, I don't remember what show it was, and it doesn't really matter. And then all of a sudden, there's a letter from Spain. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad somebody knows about that ELO song. That was pretty neat, I thought. And as for the song, I like it. I'm not going to say that it, well, obviously it's not a, a get up and dance and turn your body alight with the fire of, of rock and roll. But it's a nice little song. I mean, after the sonic whirlwind of Danger Ahead... You kind of needed something to, to calm things down a little bit. And that's Letter from Spain. Yeah, the, uh, letter. Any kind of breathy vocals, never, it, it, I always, see, I just have a thing against whispering anyway. I don't like how it hits my ear. But the rest of the song, it's nice. It's there. It's calming. Fortunately, it's short. He doesn't drag it out for six or seven or eight or nine minutes. It's about, I don't know, two or three minutes and then we're done. Less than three minutes. Yeah. I'd probably be going off for more than three minutes if that thing was more than four minutes long or something like that. That's the one thing I can say. Like I said, the vocal line is good. The lyrics on it are horrible. <laughs> but it doesn't overstay its welcome. No. If you're listening to the album, at least the thing's over. <laughs> yeah. At least it's out of the way rather quickly, and you get on to other stuff. Yeah, it comes in. It's like, ah, that was nice. Okay, you can go now. And it goes, and then we go into the next song, and the album continues after a nice little break. So. Mm-hmm. It's like when my intern brings me coffee. <laughs> yes. Ah, thank you for that. Now you can leave. Now you may I'll, go. I'll let you know when yeah. I need you again sometime, but mm-hmm. don't wait around for long. Yeah, and I don't have an intern. Who the hell brought me coffee? You should get one. They work for free, and um, when you're done with them, you can just send them away. That's true. I don't know what they'll learn from us, though. Uh, they'll learn that's a way to not pay unemployment insurance and to officially keep you off the dock, off the documentation for unemployment. Right. So we can fudge the numbers. Yeah, right. that, that, that's how it works. Right, and we can teach them how to veer away from the subject when we start to run out of things to say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's not going to be too much to say about a letter from Spain unless... Well, these days you don't have to send that in a letter. You just snap the photo and hopefully it goes to the right person. Yeah. It is kind of weird, though, that this song would come up now in our podcast here. We're recording this on June 2nd. And as of right now, the United States is falling into a burning pit of burning pits. And the world is a dumpster fire barreling towards an ocean of gasoline right now. There are race riots going on everywhere. Get the president tear-gassing peaceful protesters. And in the middle of all the insanity, there's this nice, quiet little song here that's kind of like, oh, and then I run into this nice, quiet, I kind of need this right now. And it's almost like a movie. You got cars burning in the streets, people running around, punching each other, there's turning over cars and all this other stuff. And over all that, you've got Letter from Spain. <laughs> this quiet little song that seems to completely contrast the images that's going on in the world right now yeah and then you've also got yellowstone starting to uh, shake a little bit to uh, go hey we may put a uh, we may put an ending to everything this year (laughs) right right hey hey guys remember me yellowstone park here watch this 
<laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess we're done. We're done. <laughs> I don't really know much else to Letter say. Letter from Spain. Not, it's pretty and also pretty not a lot. Something to say about Letter from Spain? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? I read the papers this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw your photograph. Uh, you look good in the movie. Uh-huh. It must be so much fun. Uh. Yep. Yep. Well, good hello, everybody. It's me, and here's my pointless review of Lair from Spain. Not to say this is a low point compared to the hyperactive goings-on throughout the album, but I do remember being at a Sam Goody, or was it Musicland, in the Dilemma Shopping Center while this album was played, until this track came up and the record was pulled. Twice. It was as if the employee was trying to press the restart button and nothing was working. I guess it was the letter chant that killed off uh, otherwise fine dramatic recording sadly undercutting the additional set of lyrics in the second verse, unfiltered subconscious creeping in to burst the delicate bubble of the narrator's mood. Meanwhile, this narrator's other subconscious is passive-aggressive enough to gatecrash the whole damn thing as it was telling the two other more whining voices to shut the hell up and get to the nearest bar. Can't help but think about the line from Dead Milkman's Punk Rock Girl. The lead singer asked the store clerk if they had any towels by the alternative country legend singer Mojo Nixon, and the clerk replied, he don't work here. Then the lead chants loudly, if your store don't have no Mojo Nixon, then your store can use some fix-it. Or play this track and watch the place empty. Letter, 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 you whining idiots. Moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. I wanted to know if The Wizard of Oz actually did play into that album's concept of a dream world. And especially about a year ago, I was watching The Wizard of Oz, and I noticed, and I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but when the Scarecrow and the Cowardly Lion and the Tin Man are going up the steps at the end of the movie to rescue Dorothy from the witch's castle, a lot of the strings and orchestrations in the music from The Wizard of Oz seem very similar to parts of the Eldorado Overture. And I just wanted to know if you could elaborate on The Wizard of Oz and if that did play a part in the music and the concepts and the lyrics and, and things like that. Well, I have to tell you, I'm going to be really sorry to have to disappoint you on this one. Because <laughs> I really am, because I love, you, I love your theories and everything. It's all beautiful, and I, and I wish it was that. But in actual fact, the album was finished. Um, United Artists came up with that artwork of, of these red shoes, and we all went, what the hell's that? It's a pair of red shoes. We didn't really know the Wizards of Oz in England that well, and we didn't understand what the significance was. And so... We went, oh, that's, that's like really weird for an album cover, isn't it? You know, anyway, 
uh, uh, f- a few months later, we got this great big award for this album cover, and we went, how did you think of that to do that? Oh, it was nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like suddenly it made sense because everybody else loved it in America, but we didn't really understand it at the time. Uh, uh, just, you know, just kind of play it down. Oh, it just kind of came to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry it wasn't as, as romantic as you wanted it. Hello, this is Troy, and here's a thought from Troy. Letter from Spain. I don't really like this song all that much. I don't really hate it either. But what I do like is the arrangement and the production. The sparse nature of both, I think, underscores the heartbreak that Jeff is expressing through the song. You've got some synthesizer backing, some piano backing, and Jeff's hollow vocals. And I think that is very effective. Now, maybe some light strings might have enhanced the effect. But in this case, I don't think any oomph is needed with this song. And the message? Wow. Who hasn't experienced this at some point in your life? You receive a letter that you don't really want to receive. And when you read it, your worst fears are confirmed. In many ways, this song reminds me of Prince's Condition of the Heart, which was a track on his woefully underrated Around the World in a Day album. Now, the subject matter is a little different. In the Prince song, the protagonist sends a letter to somebody he loves, and he never receives an answer. And again, I've been there. I'm sure many of you have, too. But what I think this song has in common with Letter from Spain is again the sparse production it's just prince singing over a piano track with a few strings tossed in here and there and some synthesizer and that is it and just like with letter from spain this sparseness underscores the heartbreak that prince is expressing now speaking of letter from spain i happen to have a copy of that letter And there's something Jeff's not telling us in the song, but I think it may hold a clue as to what happened to ELO. Apparently, Jeff was supposed to make 25 copies of this letter and send it to 25 of his closest friends. So now you know the rest of the story. I know, bad Paul Harvey imitation. I can't do voices. This has been A Thought from Troy. And now you know the rest of the story. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Hey guys, it's Madeline here. Welcome back. I have to tell you that I like it and stuff. That's it. Got it? Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? Bye. Wow, she liked it. Now... The rest of the story. To pad out this extended episode, let's talk about the parody I did of this song in 1988. Well, I'll talk. You just listen politely. It was called Letter to Dave, and the Dave in it is David Letterman. It was about the late night with David Letterman segment, Viewer Mail. There's one part of this song that really sticks out in my memory, even though I haven't heard it since probably the early 90s, 91 or so. But there's one part that really sticks out in my memory. It was a friend who was agog at how I did the letter part. Back then, we didn't have computers at home that could record sound. 
There was no Audacity, no GarageBand, no Pro Tools. Nobody had that kind of stuff on their computers at home. Not any day normal computers anyway. And especially not me. We still had a VIC-20 from 1983 that was sitting in a closet. That was as computer advanced as it was at my house in 1988. So I did my songs using two dual tape decks and whatever creative tricks I could think of to make things happen. For my parodies, I used to just sing over the record because I, 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 I kind of barely knew how to play guitar in 1988. So forget about keyboards. And I certainly, the only keyboard I had was a 1985 Casio. So I'm not making the sounds that Jeff Lynne and ELO is making with that little rinky-dink 1985 Casio keyboard. So you sing over the record. And I would plug the microphone into the right channel and that's how it would be. Me singing on the right channel, the record on the left channel. But there's one part of Letter to Dave that would require some trickery if I wanted to get this as close as I could to the original version. I couldn't put effects on my voice. I couldn't tweak and twirl that and twist and knob and do that. No. So to accurately do the letter reading part in the way that Jeff Lynne does it, I recorded the letter reading part on my stereo. When it came time to record the full song, I recorded it on a tape, and the tape where I had recorded the letter reading, I had put that in my sister's little tape recorder. And when it came time for that part in the song, I held the little tape recorder up to the microphone and pushed play. And it timed out perfectly with me singing the part live, and then reading the part that was on the tape deck and produced that sort of tinny telephone kind of sound that you hear. And that was why my friend said, how did you do that? Considering what I had to work with. And that's how I did that. So I did a little remix on this here now in 2020 that I have a MacBook, a MacBook Air, much more advanced than what I had in 1988. And I have Audacity. So what I've done I've kept the 1988 vocals. That's really 19-year-old me singing. I've stripped the music from the left channel, put me in both stereo channels, and thanks to Ken Buzzard, who provided me a link to an instrumental for Letter from Spain, I have married the two together. So here is the full version, 2020 vocal remix version, of Letter to Dave. It's time to remember the magic letter. Dave, 
Touched me in a way I've never felt before. And which way did it can? Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song by song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623 850 3375 or email us at elo-ftm-podcast@gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com/elopod. Next week, episode 116, Train of